Welcome to the Cyber Life Podcast. Remember, if you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, download, rate, five stars, of course, and share this podcast with everyone you know. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Cyber Life Podcast. My name is Ken Underhill, your host. And tonight, I have a very special guest with me, Matt Armstrong. Uh, for those that don't know Matt, he currently works as a network uh, infrastructure engineer uh, or network engineer. Um, and he has uh, several certifications, actually. And, and there's one of those in particular I'm going to ask him about on the podcast today. Uh, but he holds things like, the, of course, the CCNA, Pentest Plus, Security Plus. Um, Matt, do you want to just kind of introduce yourself a little, little more in depth? Uh, I just kind of give that high level overview. But I'm, I'm sure you want to share some juicy details with everybody. Sure. Yeah. Um... So, of course, I'm Matt Armstrong, like you mentioned. Uh, I wouldn't say that I'm special, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll go with that. Um, uh, so I started off um, getting interested in computers really for my family. My dad's pretty technical, and he wasn't in computers at all, really, but he knew how to work with them. Uh, he worked for a large bank, and he was, he was especially um, interested in efficiency and things like that. And that oftentimes involves computers. And, and so I was really technical growing up. Um, I loved gaming. And so <laughs> I would set up like local area networks and, and like really seeing the lights come on and computers talk to each other just completely excited me, even young growing up in high school and stuff. So um, I did dual enrollment at my community college in Washington. Okay. And um, there I got my uh, associates in applied science, which is a very uh, technical associates. It has very few gen eds, um, stuff like that. And um, so that was in computer and information systems and had a empathy fancy name of so it had a fancy subtitle of like information assurance. I know mean, you probably heard it around, but oh, yeah. <laughs> ultimately, yeah, ultimately like it's, it was like cybersecurity. It got through a bunch of classes that were um, technical in security, like uh, some that were especially. Um, so the civil air patrol um, that you did uh, for a number of years there, the volunteer work, like what, how'd you sort of get interested in that? Like what, what kind of piqued the interest um, in, in doing that type of thing? Yeah, uh, so it kind of happened uh, almost all of a sudden. <laughs> my my brother and I were kind of looking for some extra extracurricular activities, some some things outside of school, and mm -hmm. and we had tried martial arts, and and that didn't really stick. And uh, he got interested in that for whatever reason. I I actually didn't even know that he had heard about it. All of a sudden, on a Monday night, my mom was like, "Oh, you know, your brother's going to to this Civil Air Patrol thing, and do you want to come along?" And I'm like. I, I guess I don't really have anything better to do. I got there and I was, I was actually, you know, very interested in it. And it's, it's like, for anyone who doesn't know, it's, it's like a, a paramilitary uh, air force auxiliary um, group. It's a lot like boy scouts or sea cadets. It is a cadet program. Um, and it's, it's a good, it's a good community of young people to really be involved with, but they do lots of stuff. They do leadership development, aerospace education, and even search and rescue. And they also, they also do some cybersecurity in there as well, because the Air Force also takes that on in the military itself. So that was something that they also did. Sadly, when I was doing that, I did not get involved in that side of things. And I really am kicking myself for not doing that. <laughs> um, so that's, <laughs> that's a piece there. So yeah, that's so, uh, cool. Uh, I say go ahead. Go ahead, man. Oh, I was just going to say it. Um, I, I, I went through that uh, a good ways through the cadet program. Um, I, I, got, I had a brief time where I was 
in quotes, in charge of the of the squadron of, of cadets, which was nice. know, yeah, like <laughs> 20, 30 people. It's good. So I have to ask with that, you know, since it's kind of um, associated with the military, did you guys have to do any push-ups? And if yes, did you make other people do push-ups when you were in charge? Yes, and I did. <laughs> All right, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you learn, build character. Nice, that's right, that's right. It makes you stronger. Uh, so, you know, we kind of talked about, you know, your, your associate degree. I see you've also got your undergrad. Um, so it's looking like, you know, in the past several years, you've started to kind of pivot more into the security space. Like what, what's really piqued your interest in, in sort of pivoting over? And obviously we, you know, for those of us experienced listening out there, we know that it's, a, it's, you know, network engineers are doing security related stuff, you know, firewall configuration, et cetera. Um, but as far as like kind of moving into like a full-time cyber role, what sort of piqued your interest? Because I, I, I know one of your, one of your things you want to move into is uh, pen testing. Uh, you know, because you got mm -hmm. Security Plus, Good Foundation, Pentest Plus. Um, and so I guess my question really is like, what's, what's kind of piquing the interest there versus sticking with like the networking side of things and doing kind of like a, a hybrid networking uh, security type of thing? Sure. Uh, so the biggest thing for me always comes down to curiosity. And that's usually mm -hmm. what I actually end up telling a lot of people is just stay curious. And if you don't have curiosity in anything IT, you really need to start questioning if you want to be there. So that's, that's what I usually start with. Um, Curiosity is huge, um, but uh, from from that point, what's really interested me is bypassing things. I've really actually always had that interest, even growing up. I wanted to be a spy, and as I matured, <laughs> I really found it's actually what I really was interested in is technology and and bypassing things, getting past things you're not supposed to get past. <laughs> and, you know, having two brothers growing up with them with our own like profiles on our computers, just like messing with it. What can I break? How do I get past that? So it's right. always interested me. Um, it's, so it's not necessarily something that I've, that I've been, that's, that's new to me or something that's different. It's something I've really always been interested in. And I've always wanted to get into IT first. And I really, I really think that's a good foundation to start with. If I don't understand networking and I don't understand server technologies, I won't understand how to break them. So to me, and, and that's not always the case for everyone, but to me, that's really where it's important to start. So um, that's, that's where I've started pivoting. And my goal is to end up in penetration testing rather than networking, mostly because that's really what interests me. And that, that field is so deep and broad. I don't even know how to describe it otherwise, but it's, there's so much to it. And I would love to, to, to get my hands in all these different pots and all those, I don't know, it's, it's so deep, but that's really where my mind goes. And I can't really pin it down to one thing necessarily, but that's really what it comes down to. Awesome. Um, and I was about to shout out, uh, no pun intended, when you you mentioned that you were uh, you wanted to put your hand in all those pots. I was immediately thinking of honey pots, um, but uh, uh, so I, I kept that to myself. But uh, inside joke, if you guys listening out there don't know what that is. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about, I've actually I'm not I'm not big on computer certs. Um, I, I actually recently uh, didn't pass a pen test plus. Um, I missed it by a couple questions. Looks like uh, so I'll go back for that one. But so I, I'm not really big into computer certs, at least as far as. Uh, you know, I've, like, I've heard of like Security Plus, CASP, you know, CISA. Um, something you have that you passed recently that I've actually never heard of. So I don't know if it's a new cert, but I'm going to ask you just a little to maybe talk about it a little bit that the Network Vulnerability Assessment Professional. I've actually never heard of that one. Is that a brand new one? CompTIA sure. Come it's, it's actually a stackable cert. So CompTIA has different combinations of certifications that are, are so, so in, in this case, the Network Vulnerability uh, that one, um, it's 
actually the stackable of having Security Plus as well as Pentest Plus. So it's, they consider it an actual certification um, because they have it, you can get it on a claim and all that stuff where you can link it to LinkedIn, all those, all those things that come with a normal certification, but it's not exam related. I mean, it is related to the other certifications that you do in exam four. So in that case, again, Security Plus and Pentest Plus, but they're okay. not, but they're not earned in the sense of you're doing something in addition to that, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's essentially for those listening out there, they're kind of grandfathering you in because you have these other certs. Uh, I know EC Council offered me that with, uh, now I forget the name of it. It's like the Certified Network Defender because I have the CEH. Um, so some, some organizations out there do that. I, yeah, I was curious on that. So um, thanks for uh, clarifying. Yeah. One, one thing you mentioned, which I think I just want to kind of reiterate is the fact that you, you talked about getting the foundational stuff like the networking and, you know, and that's going to make you a better pen tester. Cause one thing I've noticed with a lot of people that reach out to me, especially on LinkedIn is, you know, everyone wants to be a hacker, right? Every, you know, you see it on the media. It's so cool and stuff. Uh, and, and we'll talk about the, you know, the real life in a minute, but, um, but like nobody, it seems like nobody wants to do the foundations. Everybody wants to jump into, you know, uh, you know, hacking things, but nobody wants to necessarily, at least, at least a lot of the people that interact with me, they don't want to do the foundational networking. They don't want to do the foundational security, like a security plus, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I just want to kind of reiterate that you, you need the foundation because it's going to make you a better pen tester. Now talking about like the real life of pen testing. Now I, I, don't, I don't actively work as a pen tester, but I have very, very uh, close friends that do. So if you, if you think of it in the context of like, say a pen test plus, right? So you're prepping for that, you're playing around with, the, you know, Kali Linux, Metasploitable, you know, uh, whatnot, and you're playing around with a couple of machines and you're feeling really cool. You, you know, you pass a sort like that or like CEH or, you know, equivalent. And then you get out there in the real world and you're, you know, it's like, oh, okay, you got a week to test, you know, 25,000, you know, machines. Um, that's, that's like the real world of pen testing that people don't get in the training. Most of the training programs out there is it's, you got to do it on scale in most, uh, most organizations that you're going to be working with. Um, the other thing I want to mention is there's a lot of mundane paperwork. So it is not as uh, super sexy as uh, Hollywood makes it out to be. It's still really cool stuff. And, and as Matt mentioned, you know, it's very interesting. You've got to really have that curiosity like Matt has uh, to be very successful in pen testing. But I just want to kind of put that out there for, uh, since we kind of got into the subject, for the people out there listening that are maybe like, oh, I want to be a pen tester, I want to be a hacker, you know, number one, get the foundations. Number two, it's not quite as sexy as you're thinking, uh, you know, it's just, you know, it's not that Hollywood stuff really, but it is, it is, you know, it's a cool stuff. It's cool stuff, you know? And so if that's something you're passionate about, definitely, uh, definitely check it out. So I, I had to do my little like grandfather <laughs> speech there for a minute. Oh yeah. No, um, it totally makes sense. <laughs> so, you know, we kind of talked about your, your pivoting, that sort of stuff. Um, can you kind of just walk us through like the day to day? So if I, let's say I'm somebody brand new out there, like I'm not even in IT yet. Right. But I'm like, Oh, I, you know, I'm listening to this podcast to hear different career paths. Cause that's, I, I talked to a lot of different people on the podcast, mostly cyber people, but um, I definitely want to bring you on Matt because I, I know you're working as a network engineer. So mm -hmm. any, well, two things, I guess. So one, could you kind of describe like, you know, maybe your day to day or even week to week sort of, sort of the main task with obviously without giving any uh, juicy details away of your company stuff, but um, maybe just kind of talk people through like some of the things they can expect if they want to be a network engineer. Um, and then also maybe talk about some of the things they should be practicing right now, you know, excluding like going for a certification or, you know, a college degree or whatever. But like if they're, if neither of those are in their budget right now, like what are some things they could potentially download or play around with for free? So, so two questions there are two, you know, two uh, things 
um, and you can address them in, in whatever order that you want to. Sure. Um, so uh, as far as my day-to-day -day tasks in IT, in the world as it stands, um, I work in a very small shop um, in IT at a school, at a university. And so I wear quite a few hats and it, it, it's a broad range, but um, I handle all the wireless on our campus. Um, I handle all the switches on our campus, so configuring switches, um, all the voice on campus, all of our Cisco phones, and I'm, I'm comfortable saying at least that much. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, just all, all those things. And, um, and then also, those are kind of the day-to-day -day interrupting tasks that hit me from day-to-day. I also do some architecture as well on kind of getting into the guts of the network and how things are routed and um, segmentation of the network and making sure things operate smoothly and upgrades along those lines. I make a lot of those decisions myself with, with the guidance of, of um, our director. And um, so for me, it's a little different. It's very broad. I think for most other people, you're probably working in more of a subset. I'd say, you know, on a, scale a little bit larger than our department, you'd probably be working with something like uh, wireless and switching perhaps, or um, you might have somebody else that does a lot of cable runs, whereas I have to do a lot of cable runs myself and terminations, which I don't really appreciate all that much. I appreciate <laughs> knowing how to do it. Besides right. that, it's about it. So, But a lot of that falls on me sometimes. So there's a lot of tasks uh, from day to day. And um, so kind of working from there to what people probably need to be doing. One thing is learning task management and prioritization. Those are, those are two big things that, and um, when, whenever people ask me some of these questions, I usually start with the very non-technical things and I typically see them as more important. So like I said before earlier, I said curiosity, you need to be curious and work on that curiosity too, because you can actually grow that. Um, I'd say, uh, learning task management and prioritization. And again, these can apply to any job really, but those are really important for IT because you're gonna be hit with a lot of tasks. Sometimes you have to learn how to say no as well. So uh, those things as well. And also learning how a business works. You don't need an MBA necessarily. I mean, in some cases that might be nice, but learning how a business works and learning how to work with other entities within the business and having a service mindset, that applies to security personnel, that applies to networking folks, um, all of those things. Uh, so learning the business and having business acumen is extremely important. And it's, to me, it's invaluable. And I've also been um, blessed with coworkers that emphasize that as well. I'm put in an environment where um, we all think about that. And I'm going to carry that with me for the rest of my career and the rest of my life really is having that service mindset. So, so that's kind of the non-technical things. And then the technical things, um, like besides the obvious that you mentioned, um, you were mentioning free tools. Uh, <laughs> this is gonna sound cliche and really basic and kind of annoying, but Wireshark. Wireshark and like Nmap, uh, like those two things can teach you a lot. Um, if you don't know port numbers, both of those will teach you a lot. It teaches you a lot about the TCP, uh, um, I, TCP IP stack and all of those things. And you really learn the guts of, of a network that way. So again, if you're on the networking side, like that really, that really teaches you a lot. And you can really carry that knowledge with you when you're um, doing blue team or red team security or um, in a knock or sock or anything like that as well. Um, so I, and if I could, if I could pinpoint two tools that were probably the, the best for people to learn, just basic um, 
pulling it down, uh, pulling down Linux, uh, any kind of Linux using those tools or, or TCP dump or whatever, you know, some kind of packet capture tool is really important. Uh, Wireshark makes it easy. It's GUI is really nice. And ZenMap for NMap, all that stuff makes it easier, especially for beginners. Um, but just learning those things. And um, uh, as far as, I'll, I'll use a loophole in what you said. You said not necessarily certifications, but you can still purchase the book for certifications and learn from those too. Um, I did that. So I mentioned earlier, I got my associates in applied science and um, I sadly, those classes were geared towards certifications, both CCNA and security plus and some others as well, network plus as well. Um, and some Microsoft certs, all sorts of stuff, but I never took the uh, opportunity to take those certifications, but I'm still grateful for the knowledge that I got from those classes and I've carried them with me and the professors I had were incredible. Um, so that's just a loophole in what you said. You said not necessarily <laughs> certifications, but you can still read the books and they are very affordable. They're cost effective um, just to pick up a book and, and uh, you were gracious enough to send me a couple books. I'm going to be reading those and nice. um, that's really helpful. And, and, and really that's really what it comes down to is a, a community that supports you in that endeavor to learn is really important. So things on LinkedIn, getting connected with people is really important to grow even your technical skills. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And, and the, the community, as you mentioned, the support, the, you know, the mentoring that you get is invaluable. Um, I love the fact that you, you know, uh, found the loophole around the system, right? You know, the system of, <laughs> hey, don't talk about, you know, uh, certifications. But yeah, no, Matt's given some great advice here. Like, just grab a book. Like, you can grab a, a used book off Amazon for a couple bucks. Um, as you mentioned, I have as I'm, as we're talking, I'm looking at hundreds of books right now. So if, if anyone wants books, I've actually got a whole box that, um, you know, I gave away some, but I still have a whole lot left. Um, so if anyone's listening out there, wants some books, just ping me on LinkedIn and I'll, I'll send you a list of what I have left. Um, one thing you talked about, I just wanted to share a story. You, you were, you were talking about cabling. Uh, I'm not going to, hopefully I'm not dating myself here, but, um, I worked for a dot com. We'll just call it many years ago. Um, and it was my first like networking type of job. And what I had to do in their new building they were moving into uh, af after we were moved in with everyone set up and everyone happy at their desk, I actually, nobody had thought to like, you know, actually mark, uh, you know, which uh, port went to where. <laughs> um, so I was the, the lucky or unlucky guy that literally had to go uh, figure out every single cabling in that entire office space and uh, mark it down. And um, I'll just say for any developers listening, be nicer. Um, <laughs> that was, that was probably the biggest pushback I got was all the developers like, ah, I can't cope with this, you know, I'm like, whatever, you know. Um, so I just want to share that. Like, you know, we've, most of us that have started out kind of like in the, you know, the help desk or the net, the basic networking stuff um, in a job role, we've kind of been there, done that with the cabling stuff. It's not the funnest thing. Some people love it, but um, in, I think you're weird if you love it, but, but, uh, but uh, you know, it's something that you do. It really helps you understand things a, a lot more. So I just want to kind of share that story for people out there. Um, I really love the fact that you brought up Wireshark and MMAP because people always are thinking it's, all, you know, well, not everybody, but a lot of new people think that Wireshark and MMAP are only for, you know, pen testing related stuff. And that's not the case. A lot of network admins and engineers use both those tools all the time. So um, definitely some great recommendations there. Um, the other thing I liked about you, Matt, that I just want to kind of push out here is you've, you've essentially worked your way up, right? You started out kind of the help desk type of stuff. You moved into mm -hmm. the networking side and now you're, you're ready to make that full-time transition to security. Um, any particular things and, and 
if I don't want to get you in trouble with your current employer, but I do want to ask more about the security stuff. And so uh, not, not related to your employer stuff, but any particular thing you're looking for in like your first security role, like, you know, as an example, I have a huge network and a lot of people listen to this. A lot of them are in uh, management or executive management, a lot of recruiters. And so if they were like, you know what, I want to talk to this Matt guy, like, are you open to more than pen testing? Like, would you be interested like an analyst type of stuff? Or is it strictly like, I want to get my first entry level pen testing role to break into security. So I just want to kind of, and, and I probably should ask this off the podcast, but I think it's good for people out there listening um, to just kind of, if you don't mind just sharing like what you would be open to as kind of breaking in full time into the industry. And that may be with your current organization. Maybe they're listening and they say, you know what, let's create this <laughs> position for Matt. You know, you never know. Um, but, but in your, in your opinion or like, you know, what's your passion about, what is there a specific role that you like, no matter what, that's the only thing I want to, to break in full time or, uh, Hey, I'm pretty open to, you know, whatever comes my way to just to kind of explore what it is. Yeah. Um, I, I'm actually pretty open even with my current employer about where my interests are and whether that's employment or, or just general interest of what subject material I want to work with. And they're very gracious to, they're, they're even gracious to give me the time, to study for certifications, for example, nice. um, uh, just to, to some degree. And so they're, they're very supportive of those things, but um, I'm very open about that. And, and I, I never use it as leverage, but it's, it's always something uh, just to be open and courteous. I think that's what uh, Dr. Charles said uh, in your other uh, podcast. He, he's talking about being open and courteous. I think that extends to your employers as well. So I'm open with them and, um, and all that. But as far as um, what I'd be open to in, in a position, what I'd love to see, uh, I'd be open to pretty much all the above, mostly because I don't have a current security position as it stands. And so sure. I'm not getting that, that ticker of experience. I can't count up the years and be like, Oh, I have this much experience in security. Right. So, so anything in security really would be helpful. Um, I would, I would of course be most excited about penetration testing, but I would also be kind of nervous because, uh, you know, maybe I don't know something and, and I don't want to short sell myself as well, but, but there's always that if I'm in the security field, if I'd worked in a sock for a bit, I think I'd be more comfortable. And that's sure. just, I think it's, I think it's what most industries are like working, working my way up. And that's just what I'm used to as well, working my way up, a, you know, into more technical things. So, um, and maybe I just need to be thrown into the deep end of it. That it's a possibility as well. I think everyone's different and everyone's so, willing to offer different things as well but yeah and it, you know anybody's willing to, uh, or anybody's uh um uh, can feel free to message me if they have anything but i can't guarantee i'll accept it i i am you know i am grateful for where i'm at and i'll never not be grateful for that so but that's just throwing that out there <laughs> no absolutely um you know and and one and one thing i want to touch on that a lot of people out there, you know, like what, what Matt and I are talking about right now is like your traditional cybersecurity role, like, you know, SOC analyst, analyst, pen tester, but he's already working in the cybersecurity industry um, because we, we always want to take that at a high level concept, a 10,000 foot level, because he's doing security stuff, right? He's configuring a firewall. That's security. You know, that's not, that's not just you know, network engineering. So, so Matt, for those people listening out there that like recruiters or something, he's doing security related stuff like network security. He's not, you know, working in a SOC center where he's getting, you know, 50,000 logs coming in. He's got to sit through them using Splunk or something like that. 
but he does have security experience from that realm. So if you're entry level out there listening to this, he's, he's doing that. So like you may actually be doing security related things in your job right now. And that's the type of stuff you'll want to pivot, you know, your resume to is highlighting those things, you know, when you're, when you're looking for security roles. Um, one other question I have for you, Matt, kind of along those lines, again, we're not trying to dish your um, employer in, in any way, but uh, are you open to relocation? Cause, cause one thing that I, that I have encountered with some, people out there looking for jobs is they're like, no matter what, I'm going to stay in my small, I know you're, I know, I know you're not in a super small town, but I'm going to stay in my small town and, you know, in, in the middle of Alaska and the job's going to chase me down. It's going to be remote. It's going to be a million dollars a year base, you know, whatever. Um, they have unrealistic expectations. So in your, for you specifically, are you open to relocation if it was the right opportunity? And again, yeah. we're not, you know, we're not saying anything, you know, we're not like resigning from your employer right now, right yeah. now. but you know, yeah. um, yeah, okay, I think ahead. well, when the time comes and, and and if that were the right opportunity, I'd, I'd definitely open to relocation for sure. Cool. Um, something you something you inadvertently mentioned and you didn't specifically mention, but you inadvertently mentioned and and I kind of felt it was maybe a point I should uh, sort of reiterate. So you weren't making a point with it. You were just being yourself. Um, but I want to kind of reiterate that as something that's very important in life in general, not just in cybersecurity. Uh, you talked about being grateful for your current employer. And that was that was basically terminology you kept using as you described, you know, your experiences as you've kind of gone through different jobs and your education, you know, your professors. Um, and I just want to touch on that for a minute because me, as I've journeyed in life, I've, I've found that that's one of the key factors for successful people. Um, so if you want, if you're out there listening to this and you want to get to the top or you're wondering why, um, you know, something's not happening, it's, it's more than likely caused by, and it, this is my personal opinion, not Matt's opinion, but um, it's more than likely caused by your lack of gratitude for whatever, you know, you, you currently have, whether you like what you have or not fully, right? There's always some positivity in something um, without getting too mushy on this podcast. But um, I really just wanted to, you know, kind of kind of mention that, that gratitude is extremely important. Um, uh, it's once, as soon as you started mentioning gratitude, Matt, um, that's, that's uh, of course, I always try to help everybody. But um, if anyone in my network out there is listening, uh, feel free to, you know, I mean, Matt, you can use me as a reference, bottom line. Um, uh, you know, we're, we're speaking like that. that. That definitely shows character and that's something you can't train. There's no way to train character. You either have it or you don't. Um, and so I, I just wanted to, uh, number one, bring that point up, kind of bring it to the forefront. And number two, really commend you for uh, for what you were saying, Matt, because you're just being yourself, like I said. <laughs> well, thanks. So, yeah, like I said, we're not, I'm not trying to get, uh, you know, mushy <laughs> or anything <laughs> on the podcast, but um, I, I just feel that that's such an important thing that so many people out there miss. Um, and uh, Katoria Henry, who I recently interviewed on the podcast, was very grateful as well. Um, her her uh, episode is going to be published on Sunday, and then you'll, you guys will see me doing a post. So definitely check that one out as well. Um, anything else you want to just throw in the mix here, Matt? Any other advice you want to offer? Any suggestions? Like if someone's looking at maybe a degree program or looking at certifications, any opinion on which route they should go or anything? Oh, uh, I think kind of one thing was going back to what you said about CompTIA. Mm -hmm. I personally like CompTIA because they're vendor neutral. So anybody who's just getting into the field, starting with that is is probably a good option unless there's something else you're specifically going for. That's just one thing I, I just wanted to throw out there as well. Um, so I'm a fan of CompTIA because it opens me up to a lot of different possibilities, but they're not necessarily always in depth. You don't learn about 
specific commands or, or specific, you know, aspects to Splunk or all sorts of things like that. The pen test plus one is a, was a little bit more technical. They talk about a lot of nmap and I'm sure you've seen people say it was just the nmap test, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, so that one's a little more technical, but on the whole, uh, CompT is a little more vendor neutral, but a little more, no, I, w I don't want to say shallow. They do, they talk about a lot of things, but uh, they're vendor neutral and that, that helps there. So that was one thing, one thing there, but uh, cool. yeah. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's, that's great advice. Um, you know, and, and for those of you that, that are maybe new to IT or cybersecurity or, or just kind of looking to make a, a career change, um, one thing you'll notice with job descriptions out there is, is some jobs will want like 20 certs. Uh, for an entry level job that just apply for the job. Like if you, if you're like, you know what, I really want that. Just apply, see what happens. Um, worst thing you can do is, is get analysis paralysis. So kind of what Matt was talking about with the, the generic certification, you know, the, the non um, vendor, uh, excuse me, vendor neutral uh, certifications CompTIA offers. Those are definitely good foundation. Another one networking wise that Matt has is CCNA. Um, that one's changing early next year. So um you can Google that. I'm not going to talk about it in the podcast, but uh, yeah, just, you know, sometimes you'll need a uh, cert in some cases to get that first position, uh, like an entry level type of cert, but um, it's really depends. Like, like I said, just apply for a job. If you're listening out there, just apply for the job. You know, the worst they can say is no, but, you know, I mean, you might get a hundred no's and then somebody's like, yeah, you know what, Matt, I'm going to give you a chance at being a SOC analyst. Here you go. Um, you know, so that, that's, that's some other advice out there. Some unsolicited advice, but you're getting it. So um, <laughs> Uh, cool, man. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, d I appreciate you taking the time. I know you were uh, coming from work uh, this evening uh, to jump on the podcast, so I definitely appreciate that. I, th I think you offered some really, really good advice. Um, I really hope that someone out there has like a, that perfect role. I hate to, you know, I hate for them to steal you away from where you're at, but um, you know, if it if it benefits you, I definitely uh, definitely want them to steal you away. So um, uh, we just want to share this podcast with them too. Um, but anyways, yeah, man, I uh, I definitely appreciate it. Um, and yeah, if you don't have anything else, we'll uh, we'll we'll call it a night. Let you get back to living your life and uh, playing with firewalls. <laughs> <laughs> sounds sounds good. I do have a big maintenance window this weekend, so it'll be fun. <laughs> nice, nice, cool. All right, we'll Appreciate see everybody the later. Yep, my take care.